Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Good, I love chit-chatting about films with you, Connor. Now, Sean, you have been our hot reporter on the field. I have sent you to the Oscars. And oh, you I'm have, in the Gaza Strip, Connor. And and you were up all night <laughs> watching it. Because, of course, yes. Irish time means you have to be up all night to watch it, Sean. Yeah, it's like, it's like fucking midday in the States or something. And it's like fucking, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning for us. Anyway, uh, turns out a bunch of films won a bunch of Oscars. All right. <laughs> Here's the up to the minute reporting. You, you can't, you cannot imagine uh, my delight when I came on this call and Sean said I'd stayed up all night watching the Oscars, and I was like, I'm not talking about the Oscars because no <laughs> movies we like won. And he went, Oh, all right, <laughs> great. The, the Irish, the Irish film was robbed, though. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, what the Irishman? That was last year, Sean. That, that was, was last, last year. year. Sorry, that no Wolf Walkers, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite scene in Nomadland? Oh, oh you, you asked that like I watched Nomadland. <laughs> Although I will say, I went in on like a, a betting pool of like put in a tenner and guess movies that win. So I put in a tenner and I won 962. <laughs> that's that's nearly a return on investment. <laughs> I essentially paid 38 cent to have fun. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to have fun, though, to be fair. Oh, if you could live your life like that, you'd be sorted. Yeah. Well, this is all just a cover-up of the fact that we should be talking about the Oscars, but we are not... I would say we're a movie podcast for... We are not the refined. We're the, we're the everyman, because we are not refined. Um, no. I'm sure all those movies are lovely, and I'm sure they're all excellently acted in and excellently written excellently directed but excellently I, sound designed for and example. I but I have not partake, partaken in watching any of them this year as opposed to other years where I feel like because they're in the cinema you might go to see them whereas this year we are not allowed to go to the cinema so I feel like we're True. a bit disconnected from it all yeah you'd have to go out of your way to do something and that's just not the way of this podcast <laughs> no. I'm not working. So, Sean, <laughs> we're starting this week with a trailer for a movie that this movie trailer came out, I would say, a week and a half ago, but we were discussing it this week as we didn't get to it last week. We we're jam packed with news. Oh, and that is good. <laughs> the reveal that the Army of the Dead, we had the official trailer for Zack Snyder's zombie franchise movie that's coming to Netflix. Sean, you've seen this trailer. I'm sure you take all great things. Go on, please. They are let us pretty. In. They're pretty great things, honestly. Yeah. This movie looks really fun. Yeah. Um, this is one of those moments where we're after spending a long time not saying nice things about Zack Snyder, but Zack Snyder is good at zombie films. He's done one, and it was pretty good. Yeah. So if he could just, he's on a hundred percent success rate for zombie movies at the minute. Yeah. 
So even look, even if this one's like bad, he'll, he'll still be at like a, a fifty-five percent success rate. Probably it's pretty good. I'd take that. I'd take that. That'd be all right. Um, Dave Batista in this one last job kind of a deal. It's a classic one last job. My favourite bar of the whole trailer is when De- Batista's working in the diner and he's wearing a little white hat. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it doesn't ridiculous. fit at all. Because <laughs> there's, there's no hat on earth that fits the man. No, but it looks like he's trying out a new wrestling gimmick or something. <laughs> yes. It looks like he's trying out for a really, really low-budget play where he's playing the chef. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like he's he's the, the lowly fry cook. And they only have like, one suit. And the last guy was like way, three sizes smaller than Batista. Batista's the understudy for the actual <laughs> yeah. like main character. Oh no, he's sick. Tom is sick. Batista, we need you to come in on opening <laughs> night. And it the whole like and we we kind of call this it's a heist so that there's two hundred million dollars in the vault, thirty two hours in and out, easy job, easy money. But I think the thing that we didn't call, I think a lot of people were surprised with this, was we watched the first trailer, and the first thing we thought of, zombie apocalypse, why does money matter? And I remember bringing up that point. But what they've done here is they've cordoned off Las Vegas, so the rest of the world is absolutely fine, and it's just in Vegas that the zombie apocalypse is there. Now, having seen many zombie apocalypse movies, I can only assume that will not last long. Because, no, but, I, at the start of this, it is working. It's working so far, but I think that now because there, there's greed involved, that you know yeah. people want money and they're 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 being greedy, then that's going to release the zombies. And the real zombie was greed all along. <laughs> Do you think Zack Snyder's going to go down that route? I think I absolutely think at the end of this movie. It's going to be zombies sprinting out of Vegas. Yeah, no, that's going to be the last shot, absolute. Because the only way they're going to be able to get out is by breaking down the wall that's holding them all in or something. Yeah, yeah, like the... But, and now, the, or you could go the other route. That I, I don't think anyone in this team is going to survive. I think None it's of them. all going to be heroic sacrifice. Serious? Yeah. Not so even that, Big my, Dave? No, I, th- I think Big Dave will be the last to go. Mm-hmm. But oh, maybe one actually, person survives. There is talk that Big Dave wants to go in because his daughter is in there. Now, this is just rumours that his th- th- nobody knows the plot, but he's going in because he wants the money, but his daughter's in Las Vegas and he's trying to see if she's still alive or something along those lines. So if she is in this film and she's like 12, this movie ends with him dying, saving her and she, her getting out, correct? Absolutely, absolutely, mm. and like the the person that he's you know probably like has a, has a, a rough time getting along with in this movie, they become friends towards the end, and that person then looks after the daughter. He oh. he helps them both escape. Good, that's good. Um, and then all the zombies run out. And what do you think of the robot zombies? I'm not sure how to feel about them. Okay, because it's an interesting concept to do smart zombies. It's an army, technically. That's so there's lieutenants and then there's normal soldiers. I guess, yeah, and like y- y- you want you y- you want it. See, it's tough with zombies because it's either like a mindless horde, mm. um, or a couple that are really threatening. This one seems to be kind of doing both. Um, Double the danger double the danger true um also in like in a, a pandemic ridden world how does <laughs> the kind of spreading infection storyline work out do you think <laughs> is there a cure <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the irish government <laughs> 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 can we fix it? Have, have any of us come up with anything? What if we introduced quarantine after? Has anyone you? thought of another mass, Father? <laughs> Close the airport. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on in this trailer? There are so yeah. many shots of them in the open, walking across a massive field surrounded by zombies. I don't know how many bullets you have. 
eventually you have to reload, and the eight of them are surely eaten within, I would say, maybe seven minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. There's because there's a couple of shots in this specifically where they're just standing in a circle. Uh, cool shot. Firing I'm, I'm all, cool it's a cool shot for the trailer. <laughs> I like how it pans between everyone, and you get like instantly, you know, the archetype they're playing. Because one dude is full on just listening to music with double machine guns in his hands. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one guy who's like clearly the scientist dude, and all he has is a bat with some nails in it. <laughs> but would you not give the scientist the biggest gun? I don't know. See, I think you keep the scientist in the middle, and everyone is trying to protect the scientist because he might know the cure or some shit. I don't. Why know. is yeah? Why is the scientist there if they're doing a heist? <laughs> I don't know. He mi- no, he might be the the guy that does the lock picks or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old. It's like there's a security system on the safe, and it's uncrackable, Connor. Yeah, but there's only one man in the world that can do it. Oh, and they're go- he's going to be there typing it, and they're like, "Oh, can you do it?" And he's like, "I designed it. That'll that'll probably happen." <laughs> You're dead right. So, watching this trailer, I feel like. This could be good, but also it could be just, like, dumb fun. Yeah. Or it could be both. Like. Both. So good things can be dumb fun as well. Fast and Furious has proven it. That's Yeah, this could be the Fast and Furious zombie movies. You mm. know? Why not? I mean, I, I feel like, um, also, Dave Bautista dropped off the Suicide Squad to be in this film... And so he left James Gunn and the safety of James Gunn doing the Suicide Squad to come over here to do this. So he must have read a script. David Heaston normally doesn't pick a script unless it's good. Well, I mean, he did that movie in the football stadium or whatever, but he doesn't normally pick terrible films is what I'll say. Yeah, and look, I I think this, this by no means looks terrible. If I saw this trailer and knew none of the names attached to it, I'd probably be like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. That's exactly what I expect from a film like this. Like this big, bombastic zombie movie. Um, it's just it, it's just fun and spectacle. And so, in regards to the trailer, does this make you want to see the movie more? Absolutely. And it's also like, it's on Netflix. It's like, it's, it's going to be there. And I'll just watch it. Like, just on flick my it on. Just flick it on. It'll be perfect. I'm just happy to see Big Dave doing well. <laughs> we support Dave Batista on this podcast. In all in things. All t- in all things. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves a little movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, we know that they're doing a second one. But we didn't know the teams that were going to be behind the production of the second one. But now right. we know the directors and the writers... For Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. That is currently being made as we speak. Because, I don't want to alarm you, but the writers for Spider-Verse 2, they're bringing back the Oscar-winning team of Phil Lord and Chris Miller to that's rewrite... A, <laughs> that's on. a bold move. I <laughs> so don't know t- if that'll pay off. Are we thinking of bringing back the lads that won the Oscar to write the sequel? I feel like it might be a bold strategy. They fell what off solo, Sean. What did they know? What are the lads from Game of Thrones up to? Can they can they come in at the end and save it? TV Vice. He comes in at the end. <laughs> Him and Betty off. They would absolutely put this to. Do you think Phil Lord and Chris Miller are like the good versions of David Betty and TV yeah. Vice? They're like they're like the perfect timeline version of those two. <laughs> Uh, where they've been able to do, I say, fuck, they wronged someone in the past and they were just cursed to fucking walk the earth ruining series. So, I mean, the fact that these two are coming back, first great step, but they yeah. also have, they've locked in a trio of new directors as well. Oh, three directors. Um, yeah, Joaquim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers and Justin K. Thompson. Thompson, with the follow-up setting to once again tackle the continuing adventures of Miles Morales. Um, the crew behind the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse set is such a ridiculously high bar, and we're humbled to take on the challenge of charting the next chapter in the story of Miles Morales, said the directing team in a joint statement. Three directors? Phil or Chris Miller writing it? There's a whole unit of a team coming towards this, York. Maybe there. What if there is a kind of multiverse thing? Those are three separate versions of the same director, and <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller are two versions of the same writer, 
and they've just pulled. That's why, it, like, all the multiverse stuff is so good because they have first-hand experience. Write what you know, Connor. <laughs> Can I just uh, let you know who these three guys are? So we've got oh, Phil yeah. Lord, Chris Miller. And you're already thinking, okay, well, they're names we know. These other three guys, they better be, I'd say they're a bit shit. So, Ken, Ma- Ken Powers, recently nominated for the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, um, and he was oh. also co-director of Soul, the Pixar film from two months ago. Right, okay, that won the that won the award, Connor. It did, it did do quite well, it did quite well. <laughs> um, Joaquin de Santos uh, and Justin K. Thompson are Sony Pictures animation veterans, um, but they will make their directorial debuts uh, in the Spider- Into the Spider-Verse 2. So de Santos is known for working on, um, you've got Avatar The Last Airbender, Voltron, and the DC and Warner Brothers shows Justice League Unlimited and Teen Titans. <laughs> it's going to be shit. They've ruined Spider-Man. Those are terrible, terrible properties. Um, and, and Justin K. Thompson has worked on Star Wars Clone Wars and Samurai Jack. <laughs> Jesus. What a, what a team! Not That's not just, like, good, like animation those are good fucking stories as well so i mean ridiculous like when you actually boil it down one of them would have been good enough but you've got the three of them and lord and miller that's ridiculous you could have just said samurai jack there and i would have been on board no but you also have star wars clone wars and he's pretty good but then we've got justice league unlimited and teen titans and then the other guy i mean he's just won an oscar (laughs) okay cool yeah i think you know animation (laughs) do you feel spider-verse 2 could be better than spider-verse 1 i think see it's it's a it as i said like it's a tough um, bar to to hop over like because Spider Verse was so so good and like broke a lot of people's expectations of it. So what I think we need to do is subvert those expectations. Oh yeah, you see where I'm going here. Yeah, this is going to be shit. Yeah, what if Miles Morales burns down a town at the end? <laughs> but it's a town of orphanages. <laughs> oh yeah, oh we've canonically established it's orphan town. Um, and he's just there with and, and it's just like big sight nobody set any matches outside the town and he's like hey, hey, hey. oh it's the primary thing they produce in Orphan Town is just dried hay why did we put the firework factory beside the town oh no we're going to have to rethatch all these roofs <laughs> yeah I feel like before I was not I was not sure because Spider-Verse is of course so amazing that yeah. you look at this and you're thinking, there's no way they can repeat it. Because that had such a charm and such a unique look. Like, I know even in the last week, two people have said to me that are not into superhero films. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is an amazing film. And they really liked it. And I think it needs that cross appeal. So, yeah. to come into this, I was a bit worried... But having seen the lineup that they're throwing in here, along with the cast that they're all bringing back from the last one, I mean, this has a chance to... If they go back-to-back, this could be the best Spider-Man franchise. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I was worried... Not even worried, but I was thinking, like, for a while, it would be like Spider-Verse 1 and Spider-Verse 2 was going to go the same way as Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where the second one is still very, very good, Hmm. but you can't capture the magic of the first one. Uh, But I would love to be surprised in that. Yeah, and I think it's... I'm very intrigued to see where they go, because they've brought in... Like, in the last film, they brought in a whole multi-dimensional travel shit. And, like, it normally... It took Marvel 21 films (laughs) to get to that. (laughs) But they just established it. In that film. It was ridiculous. <laughs> in the first 20 minutes. So I'm just really interested. That is the team um, that I just wanted to let you know because that is that is a lineup and a hat. That's like an all-star team that they've thrown together here to do this film. Yeah, no, and I, I am very excited for that now. Um, um, I can't wait to hear so- more about it. So we're going to move. We still don't know any of the plot, by the way. So I can't tell you don't any of the plot. 
They, actually, I don't want to know either. If I come across it, I'm going to close my eyes and scream loudly. Unless there's an orphanage in it, then I will read on. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> what if we called it and they're just like, shit, now we have to change it. <laughs> Phil Lord listened to this like, fuck. Chris, Chris, they did it. <laughs> Look, Phil Lord, if you are listening to this, just one tweet. Like, just You can tell more than one human being that we exist. That's fine. <laughs> Um, we're going to move on to Big Dave Batista, Sean. Now, oh, um, he's back. Now, we were talking about him in his newest movie, but we told a story a little bit about um, a previous situation he had with DC. And during the week, it, a lot more information came to light because he was doing an interview and he was asked about the time that he went to DC and pitched himself as casting, casting himself as Bane. Further yeah. Phillips, and he went off his own back, and we didn't really know other than, wow, that's a funny story, and but Dave Batista has recalled his aggressive pitch to play Bane, even though Warner Bros. weren't casting Bane at the time. But he just is just, I'm going to get out in front of this and declare myself Bane. Yeah, so he was asked who he would have played. He was like, "Oh, it would have been Bane all day long." I've no made. I've made no secret about this. I want to play Bane so bad. I went to Warner Brothers, had an appointment with them. I had an appointment with them. Had an appointment with DC. Walked in the door and <laughs> slammed my fist on the table and said, "I want to play Bane." I'm not kidding. They were like, "Whoa, we're not even casting Bane," and I was like, "I don't care. I'm playing." Him. <laughs> Just wh- whenever it's being done. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, He said, I wasn't joking, but in all honesty, they did have a good giggle and then they showed me the exit. (laughs) Very brave to show Dave Batista any exit he doesn't want to go through. Exactly. But the fact that Dave Batista walked into their studios and like, I'm playing Bane. They're like, we don't even have a... Did I fucking stutter? I'm playing Bane. (laughs) I'd love if more actors took that approach to things. Uh, like uh, Ian McKellen walking in and just being like I'm Gandalf now (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand it but I'm Gandalf (laughs) I don't really understand the lore but don't worry about it Um, sure it'll be fine (laughs) but that was just a small story that I wanted to cover by the way Batista is 6 foot 6 and 290 pounds (laughs) so if he walks in and he says I'm playing anything I say you're dead right Dave I feel like that's a good idea Dave, if you want to play Batgirl, you can. <laughs> it doesn't really work for the casting. We're looking for a lot, someone who's not 6'6". But if you want a player, I think you have it in you. I mean, I can't stop you. I physically can't. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you feel about Big Dave? Will they ever bring him back as Bane, really? I think he'd work as... I think... I Like, if there's... If there, look, if there's ever a call to have Bane in a movie, I think, like... The it's it's gonna suck for anyone who's cast that isn't Dave Batista because there's gonna be so many fans being like, Oh, Batista wanted that. Same way, when John Krasinski isn't cast to play Mr. Fantastic, the internet is gonna riot. And Emily Blunt not cast as Mrs. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Mrs. Fan... It's fine. It's fine. I get what you mean. <laughs> Is that not canonically the name? No? No. It'd be Mrs. Richards, if anything. But she generally goes by Sue Storm. Uh, yeah, but I just like the fact that he said, I'm Mr. Fantastic, and you all three have shit names. You're the thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're ugly, Ben. <laughs> what are you, Invisible Woman? Fuck off, Sue. Johnny You're Storm, uh, f- Flame On, or whatever. <laughs> Mr. <Yeah>. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. So, no, look, I'm, I'm all about... Um, Batista as Bane I think and I think he'd work in either like the Flash Wonder Woman Aquaman universe that we have or like the Pattinson bit more darker grounded universe I would like to see him in the Pattinson universe just in terms of like imagine Robert Pattinson I'm sure I'm assuming Robert Pattinson is what maybe 6'1 but like you have that shot of Dave Batista Bane Standing Cowering over Robert over. Pattinson, and like Robert Pattinson, I'm sure is size like a normal man, but Dave Batista is not a normal human being. No, he is Bane, pretty much. Like, uh, yeah, six one Robert Pattinson, which is like 
a good like head and shoulder shorter than Batista. <laughs> I don't think they'll do Bane though because they already did him um, in the in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think if, he, he might need a bit of a break, but mm. I think there's room to do other ver like they do a fucking Joker every new franchise. So yeah, but Joker's cool. Let's do his origin story again. <laughs> Where does he come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Better see him go sad. Oh, I, um, oh, I hope. Would, would you, and also, let's just say if they do make a Bane movie, please do Smart Bane. Like, yeah, clever, smart, Bane w- is smart in the comic books. Please do Smart Bane. Please, that's all we ask. Uh, okay, sure. We're going to or a Clayface on. movie. Sorry, uh, actually, no. That's the one we. That's the hill we'll die on. Basil yeah. Carlo, bring him in. Do it. That's all we want. Technology's <laughs> at the point now. You can do good clay animations. Get um, Aardman to do it. <laughs> Imagine how old plays that'd be. <laughs> like, Robert Pattinson's just punching Ironman and he just like throw a punch and then they have to bring a guy in and slowly move it every second for three hours. Pattinson just holding it for like four days. <laughs> um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news and this involves Captain America 4, Sean. And oh, the news oh, that I know this. We've learned during the week that Captain America 4 is officially happening with yes. the Falcon and Winter Soldier creator. How do you feel? I feel like this is a spoiler territory, but is it? I feel like there's been so many posts during the week as well. I feel like it's like this is the one that like I straight up, I I knew there was going to be big news on the last episode, mm. so I just avoided the internet until I watched it. And there's a shit ton of stuff out there now, especially with news like this coming out. I to answer your question, I'm very excited about it. Um, I think. I, I wasn't really aware we were getting a Captain America 4, so it comes as a nice announcement, and I think that the direction the universe is going in at the minute, um, I'm I'm excited that they're like doubling down on it. Do you know that? Mm. It's not just oh, that, that happened in, yeah, like that happened on the Disney Plus show, but here's the real story. I'm delighted that they're like, no, that that's like, this is the movie now. This is Captain America now. Do you think they bring back Chris Evans? Not as in, like, Captain America, but do you think they bring him back? I think he's coming back in something else, which we might talk about later. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I see what you're talking about there. Um, yeah. But in, I, I don't in, know. I, I feel like any, like, Captain America already signed off. Like, sorry, this is getting confusing. Steve Rogers <laughs> yeah. already signed off. Joe Biden in in Avengers Endgame. 112 year old Joe Biden. (laughs) Um, He already signed off on like, look, Sam, you can be Captain America. So like, I don't know if we need to double down on Steve Rogers coming back and being like, you're doing great as Captain America. Yeah, I feel like if he turns up and just kind of gives a thumbs up, it's kind of like, well, okay, cool. Because then... Because then, like, you're just going to look at Steve Rogers and be like, oh, that's Captain America. Yeah, like, you don't want that I, moment where they're in the scene together and you're kind of like, well, there's Captain America and the other guy. Exactly, yeah. Like, you I, you don't want... Because even if you don't consciously think that, somewhere in your mind it'll be, oh, that's the original Captain America that mm. you're thinking. Um, which is why I think if he shows up and maybe he's not all that he seems... Then it's the, oh, that's that version of Captain America versus Sam Wilson. And can I, I feel like we're in not spoiler territory. Are we spoiling all of this or not? Do we want to put a spoiler thing up? I'll be honest. I had, uh, like, it it just about got spoiled for me. I saw a thumbnail and then closed the internet for the day. Okay, um, but, and this is uh, two hours after the thing came out. Okay, can I? I just want to ask you one question, and then we'll know bef- after I ask it if it's a spoiler. Right. Sean, yeah. do you think John Walker will be the villain in this film? <laughs> I don't know. Is that spoiler? <laughs> it's no, no. Because uh, look, okay, we're just gonna... people don't like John Walker. That's just people the way don't... it is. People don't like John Walker. We love the character. We love what Rus- Wyatt Russell is doing with John big Walker. Big fan. I'm, I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you caught up with Falcon and Winter Soldier? I am, yes. 
Excellent. I should hope so, because there's a Patreon thing to come out with it. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> okay, so just to make this discussion easier, we're going to just chat about everything that happened in Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, on a surface level, including the last episode. Okay. So, having John Walker as US agent um, be the villain, doesn't that kind of undo his big hero moment in Falcon and Winter Soldier? <laughs> Uh, absolutely it does I mean but would you have him in there at in some capacity I think you do I also think he might be kept over for like a a Thunderbolts type thing like kind of the equivalent of a Marvel version of Suicide Squad I can see him being like the Rick Flag type Oh, no, I think he'd be great as he thinks he's Rick Flag, but he's definitely not Rick Flag. <laughs> he's definitely not Rick Flag. <laughs> no, he's like bossing people around. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, I'm Captain America. Or at least I used to be. So come on I now. I used to be. I'm US agent, guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think he might show up. But I also think they don't, they're not going to want Captain America 4 to be like, it's the same cast as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because then... It, people who haven't seen that might not be as inclined to see the film. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you don't bring back Zemo. I think you don't touch Sharon Carter. You don't go near any of that stuff. I think you just give him a brand new story. Just let him be Captain America in a brand new story where... And you could even go so far as maybe giving us some backstory. And I'm not going to give away my thoughts on the series, but maybe <laughs> giving us some backstory on what has happened in the previous five years in Captain America 4. We'll get into all of it. We'll be on Patreon soon if anyone wants to listen to that. But the fact that they're doing four is really cool. Do you think if it doesn't do well, they'll pull it? Ooh, I don't know, honestly, because the Captain America films, they've increased in... Well, okay, you had the first one, which was real good. You had the Winter Soldier, which was fucking amazing. Mm. You had Civil War, which was real good. And you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which is pretty good. Uh, so it's, they've always been like consistently good quality. I think they've always done well. Um, and I think... like, I, I think once the poster for the movie comes out... I think there's going to be a lot of people who might not have caught up with the Disney Plus stuff. <laughs> yeah. Then see that, catch up with Disney Plus and are like... Aces, I'm all in. I want more of this. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. So, yeah, there is a Captain America 4 on the way. and But really, it's a Captain America 1 in, like, a brand new place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do, like, that's the thing about these movies. Do you follow the mantle or do you follow... The man. Like, the man, yeah. <laughs> or a woman. Or whatever. Or, or oh, oh, yeah, and what if it's coming out? There's Captain America story and that happening. That looks real yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, right, that's fair enough. I just, so Captain America 4 is on its way. I'm interested to see where this fits in, in the whole next phase, what what we're going to get from this. I want John Walker to fight Shang-Chi. I want to think, I want him to think he's going to win. <laughs> he's still going to get his ass handed to him. <laughs> I want them to think he's always going to win. <laughs> Big shout out to John. Yeah, Steve Rogers is like optimism and nothing else. <laughs> No talent, but you have to respect the grind, Sean. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this involves um, the Furiosa prequel that we are now getting in the Mad Max universe. Um, it has started filming. This is George yeah. Miller's Furiosa prequel. But most importantly, um, we've learned that a little bit more about it, and that is that Fu- Furiosa prequel will span many years in the Mad Max timeline. So it won't just be set in one year. That will be about Charlie's Theron's character. It'll be set over loads of years and will be the most... I think it's going to be the biggest movie in Australian history. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. The... It also means that they can delve into the world. Exactly, because the Mad Max timeline is weirdly split. Like, like a bunch of shit happened and the movies all jump around. Mm. Um, so, like, just just looking at it, it goes the original Mad Max, then Road Warrior, then Fury Road, then Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. 
So the Furiosa and and also uh, Fury Road is set in 1995. Uh, so if Charlie Strong is what like thirty or forty in that movie. 35. Charlie Theron is always just 35. (laughs) She's always just 35. It's perfect. So, like, conceivably, if you go back even 10 or 15 years, uh, that's kind of just at the start of when society went fucking mental. Mm. Do you know who's playing Furiosa? uh, No, I don't, actually. Anya Taylor-Joy will be playing Furiosa. um, Alongside Chris Hemsworth, who's also in the cast. The second best Hemsworth? The, the third best Hemsworth is in Sorry. this film. <laughs> After Bo and Luke, of course. <laughs> oh no, so, Bo's the Wilson brother. Sorry. Bo. <laughs> Bo Hemsworth's a strong name, though. Bo Hemsworth. Oh, that's, he's a hunter. Bo Hemsworth he's, is a badass. He is. He is. No, sorry. It goes Luke, then Liam, then Chris. Chris, he's the worst. Everyone, know, take a look at Chris. Ugh, disgusting. Ah, gross. Vomit. Vomit. <laughs> Where is Luke, I shout? Where is Luke? <laughs> um, so, no, look, it's a good cast. It's a good, like, series. Uh, mm. they've done, they've, it's done really well in the last few years. Um, and it's still George Miller is directing it isn't it yes so George Miller is directing it you've got Anya Taylor-Joy playing Furiosa and then you also have Chris Hendred in the in the movie as a supporting character but we don't know what his exact role will be whether he'll be good guy or bad guy I'd like to see him be the bad guy just I think he's gonna, to mix it up I gonna, yeah I think he's going to be bad guy that turns good probably or good guy that turns bad oh and then oh maybe that could be interesting. Could, could you... And I feel like a Furiosa prequel, there was a lot of talk about how without Charlie's Tarot it wouldn't work. But to get Anya Taylor-Joy in is a very strong start along with Hemsworth. You're kind of... You're trying to get people back on board to be like, okay, Charlie's Tarot, who was amazing in that last film, she's not in this, but we've got these other cool people that are in this film. Yeah, I wasn't really like mad on the idea of this at first because... I was just like, oh, it's a prequel about a character that I don't need to know her backstory. She's cool already. Mm. But now they're kind of doing that, but they're also fleshing out the world with it, it seems. Um, Yeah, you could just do a whole movie of how the world went to shit. Yeah, you do the downfall of society. Like, that would be... That's an interesting way of doing things. And she's the fucking weird... (laughs) Sorry, because it somehow evolves from, like, rural Australia to, oh, here's a cult... That worships Chrome. <laughs> the movie The Crow? The, no, Chrome. Chrome oh, sorry. <laughs> Not The Crow. <laughs> oh, man, oh, I love gosh. The Crow. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm mad about The Crow. <laughs> Fuck off, Max. I'm watching The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> see, um, no, look, I'm excited to see that and... Started filming, so we should see it in like two or three years. Yeah, um, and it's, as I said, it's said to be the biggest film project of all time in Australia. So I feel Even like they're going to destroy about. <laughs> Luke Hemsworth is on that show. How dare you? So is Chris. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to another Chris Hemsworth um, and Luke Hemsworth, Jod. Because God. a few weeks ago we discussed Russell Crowe. Appearing in Tor, Love and Thunder. But yeah. now well, I have big news this week that we have finally found out who Russell Crowe will be playing in Tor, Love and Thunder because Russell Crowe spoiled it himself in a recent <laughs> interview. Um, he will be playing Zeus in Tor, Love and Thunder, Sean. Now, Zeus is an interesting one because Zeus is in the Marvel comic books but and obviously he's a god but I don't think a lot of people associate the character of Zeus with Marvel and the Avengers and all that stuff. Yeah, and it 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 is weird. Marvel walks this weird line where, like, oh, a lot of magic can be explained by oh aliens and science, but then also there's this whole group called the Sky Fathers who are like the leaders of every religion, um, right? That canonically exist, um, like it's. Absolutely fucked. <laughs> um, so, and Zeus, to, to put it very simply, like, there's the, what's it called? 
the yeah the sky father so they're all of the like head gods which traditionally are generally associated with like um the sky and lightning and thunder and all of this stuff um so to put it very simply zeus is on par with odin in terms of power level right okay in the comics, um, there he has done such remarkable feats as punching Galactus in the face. <laughs> and that's tough, because Galactus, fog, that's very yeah, hard to do. You can't make solid contact with fog, that's <laughs> You true. try, you can't, it's impossible. The, um, and there's, there, there is, there's one um, Sky Father, he's Irish. Um, oh, don't tell me it's the guy from McDonald's again. <laughs> it's, That's it's a reference not... to, a, to a weird news that nobody will probably have heard. <laughs> God, Google Uncle O'Grimacy. Uh, <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's basically all the powers of Odin, um, which, given that we know Christian Bale is playing Gore the God Butcher. And what's Zeus? He, uh, King of the Gods. <laughs> King of the Gods. That is going to be a problem. Yeah, also he's like Hercules' father uh, and stuff like that. That all still stands in the Marvel Universe. It's so interesting that Marvel has both Santa Claus and Zeus in canon that they are characters. Yeah, and like they have the whole Greek pantheon. Like they're all real. That's Um, so mad. Yeah, uh, Hercules is basically like a Thor. He's basically the same as Thor. He's like, he's the one Olympian who's just like, no, I'm going to protect Earth. I care about Earth. Everyone yeah. else can take or leave it. Then, see, I suppose Thor has the similarities between the two of them. So, bringing Zeus in, Russell Crowe, will he just be an Odin replacement because they killed him off? Maybe, but I also feel like it's the idea of like merging those two mythologies and just having them interact. Isn't it mad that that's happened? Like, has that... I, how many times in fiction even has that happened? Yeah. Like the one I'm thinking of is mad. God of War. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's really interesting that this is the way they're going. Like, the fact that we've come so far from the first Thor film, where he comes to Earth, to now we have a film that the villain is Gore the God Butcher, Thor is there with Zeus, and you have Natalie Portman playing uh, Jane, or Jane Foster, who's the mighty Thor, and then you also have Valkyrie, and you've got Melissa McCarthy, who's in this film as Hela. And then, not only that, you've got Chris Pratt in it, um, along with all the Guardians, and Taika Waititi's directing it. This seems batshit insane. These are getting absolutely ridiculous. Like, all of these Marvel movies have ridiculous castings coming up now. Um, also, like, there's an excellent page on Wikipedia. It's List of Deities in Marvel Comics. And it is everyone. Uh, Basically every deity that anyone has ever worshipped whatsoever. Yeah, like even, like all of the, like, the Tuatha de Danon, the Irish gods. Oh, for uh, God's sake. They're all in there. Uh, You have Balor, uh, Irish, like... The wrestler, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, (laughs) correct. Uh, Like, and like all of, like, Hindu gods, all of these... They're all in it. I don't think there's a Marvel Jesus. I will say that. I Yeah, I, maybe that one was too close to Stanley's heart. And he's like, I can't maybe. do Jesus, but I'll do everyone else. That, you know what? I think you could be right there. Um, but then they're all on this council as well. So I have a feeling that there's going to be some version of a council of gods in this Thor movie. Um, and and then, Gore the God Butcher could butcher them all. He's just going to run through them. Which is going to be unreal to see. Which, also, if Zeus is, like, as powerful as he is in the comics, Gore is going to be really fucking powerful in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, and so then the idea is that you're going to need two Thors and a Valkyrie to take him out. Yeah, a big team up of Thors. A big team up of Thors. Um, Yeah, so now we know that Russell Crowe will be playing Zeus. Pretty great casting, because Russell Crowe's new thing now is he just plays like elder statesman with gravelly voice that you have to listen to in big monologues. Yeah, and he's now, um, he's one of the actors that have crossed the barrier between DC and Marvel. Oh yeah, because he's Superman's dad. 
He's Jor-El as well yeah. as Zeus in Marvel. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, but yeah, look, what can you do? Also, if anyone hasn't seen The Nice Guys, I'm going to give a shout out to the movie The Nice Guys. I love what? that film. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> pretty good film. Um, we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this is actually more news. I read this headline and last week we covered a story and I thought, mm. oh, feck, I'm after telling people the wrong information. Because Wouldn't like us. The news this week is that Disney and Sony have signed a huge movie deal bringing yeah. Spider-Man to Disney+. Plus. So I was like, did I report it wrong? Did it say Netflix last week when it didn't mean Netflix? But no, I've done a bit more research. They've signed both deals. <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? <laughs> so Sony have not only signed up with Disney+, Plus, but they've also signed up with Netflix because they don't have their own streaming service, so they're covering all of the streaming services. But Netflix is still... That was in the original report. They're still getting Spider-Man, right? So, Netflix are getting Spider-Man first, okay? So, the deal is now that their idea that Sony have put forward is that they want... um, By the way, their PR press release was just like, this is for the fans. This will be great stuff, right? But it's said by some rich white dude. (laughs) Sony, you haven't been able to release a film in a year. That's the reason. And the last one was Venom. (laughs) <laughs> was that for the fans and then Morbius is coming um, but they said that what they want to do is they want to put Spider-Man on as many platforms as possible and so they're going to show it on Netflix first after streaming on Netflix they will then move it over to Disney Plus after a period of time right this so is it, a really weird joint custody deal that they so have. So they're going to release it in cinemas, then give it to Netflix, then give it to Disney+. Plus. So Disney's going to get it like a year after it comes out in cinemas then? Yeah, I suppose so, but they will eventually get it. Yeah, and I think that's like the long term is that they're, they just want to have all their stuff in one place. Um, and it'll all be on it. But it's such a weird system. And it's weird that the Netflix one... I guess it had to be announced first because then it would create more confusion if it was like, oh, you need to sign up to Disney Plus if you want Spider-Man and then suddenly it's on the streaming service that everyone already has. Now, it says that they get Spider-Man but they might not be getting Venom or Bad Boys but that's not entirely clear what they're getting or not getting. All we know is Spider-Man is coming to one and then to the other. This is such a weird deal (laughs) that makes no sense. I think, like, probably anything with the Marvel logo on it but, like, I... It would be really weird for them to take Venom because they were very adamant at the start that those universes are, like, not really as connected as Sony want them to be. Mm. So so if they just, like, had that right next to Spider-Man Homecoming, that's a weird look for a streaming service. And, I mean, it says that the pact is estimated the total to be more than $3 billion that it cost them. (laughs) That's what Netflix paid for the original. So Netflix are paying that because I'm assuming they've lost the office and friends from there so they need something to draw people in and then Disney Plus didn't want them to have the full ownership so they also must have given them a certain amount of money to say well after a year or six months we'll take it and then we but then I suppose Sony are just trying to make everybody stream their films because they don't have their own service so put it on everywhere but put it on any service that will take them um it's good for Sony. It's and it's it, it, it as much as we're laughing about it. It is good for the fans of those movies. I just think it's a weird way to go about the deal and to have two separate announcements. Yeah, and it was so weird that like I came across this and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Did I read Netflix last week and it was actually Disney? Are we gonna but, have to issue a statement. We're gonna have to issue a statement ourselves, but. Then uh, the more I read, they were like, last week they made a deal with Netflix. This week they're making a deal with Disney Plus. I was like, it's the same deal though. It's twenty twenty two to twenty twenty six, but they're doing it in a different way. So after a certain point, it swaps between the two just to confuse people. I can only assume. It's very strange. Um, look, uh, look, we're getting Spider Man. 
That's all yeah. we need to know. That's that's the effect of this story on us. And it's coming to both of them. So if you miss it on one, it's going to the other. It, and until the day that all of the servers die and you can never watch any film ever again. Yeah, exactly. And so I've, I'm just excited now that we get to watch Bad Boys and Venom. Um, thankfully, I have a place <laughs> to watch the two of them back to back. I actually, to be fair, Bad Boys Three, highest grossing movie of twenty twenty. That's lot of true. Stiff that. competition between that and Sonic. <laughs> Both of them came out in January. Um, <laughs> so, Sean, we are finishing this week with the big news that Miss Amelia Clark is the latest star to join Marvel's Secret Invasion series. So, um, you probably know Amelia Clark. She's from uh, David Benioff's Greatest Hits, uh, Game of Thrones star. Um, She's swapping Westeros for, not Star Wars, but now Marvel and Secret Invasion. She's hitting all of the major franchises. All of them. She's, She's getting through all of them. So, Sean... Secret Invasion is something interesting that I don't think a lot of people know about. They don't really know the ins and outs of what it's going to even be about. So could you please give us just even a slight rundown of who's in this series? No, I'm not actually too familiar myself, Connor. I think we just leave right. it here. Okay, okay. well, and thank you for tuning in. <laughs> no, so Secret Invasion was an event in Marvel Comics. Um, basically, so Civil War happened, right? Which meant that all the superheroes had to be registered with the government. Um, And this was fine for a while, but then Marvel didn't really want to do that anymore. Um, Like, they needed to get rid of the act, but they didn't want to just throw it away and make all that story. It's a good story. They didn't want to make it meaningless, um, but they also didn't want to just, like, keep it. So what they did is they set up that years and years in the past, um, the Illuminati of the Marvel Universe, which is like Reed Richards, Iron Man, Charles Xavier, Black Bolt, Namor, um, and I'm probably forgetting someone, but it's fine. They all went off to see these Skrulls who were fighting the Kree. They were too near Earth, and they were like, look, if you come near Earth, we're going to destroy your whole planet. Um, And the Skrulls, what they did... Um, they kidnapped the Illuminati and took a bunch of their DNA um, and studied them, studied their physiology, were able to replicate their powers and then sent them back on their way. Okay. Um, Then, um, I think she was a princess or a queen or something like that, of the Skrulls. She was like, lads, the the planet is going to die someday. There's been a prophecy about this. And people were just like, stop causing trouble. So they exiled her. And then the planet was destroyed. And then she... <laughs> and she was like, didn't I fucking say it? And then she had a bunch of followers who were like, oh, you were right. We're sorry. Lead us. And she's like, right, we're going to Earth. But we can't... We, like, if we just rock up on Earth, they'll destroy us immediately. So what, what they then did was that they spent years, uh, years and this is all retroactively done, they spent years capturing superheroes, copying them, and waiting. Until, what? Yeah, this is all written in to have happened years and years ago. So, and they slowly infiltrate the heroes. So for, like, actual comic runs, there were things in Civil War, and it's like, God, isn't Iron Man acting a bit weird and out of character? That was all retconned to be, oh, he was a scroll. It's classic. It's like, we wrote it wrong for a little bit, but now he's a scroll, so it's okay. <laughs> now he's a scroll. Uh, uh, like, and then it's revealed, basically, who was it that was... that died? Someone is killed, and they turn back into a scroll. And so they're just like, okay, we need, to, we need to study this. So they take him, the person who was killed, to Reed Richards and Hank Pym. Um, and they're trying to... St- study them and the main thing is is that they don't know who's a scroll and who isn't they literally don't know who they can trust yeah. Pri- prior to this by the way Nick Fury just fucking goes to ground he's just like I'm staying away from everyone fuck off I, I'm picking a few people that I trust and I'm just gonna I'm gonna prepare for this myself he didn't tell anyone about it what okay because he was like I don't know who's a scroll already 
Uh, yeah. Nick Fury always knows first is the thing in Marvel. Um, it's but, like Hydra, but like multiplied by ten. Exactly. Yeah, because they're, they're literally could be anyone. Um, and so Reed Richards is just like, okay, I've studied the body. I know exactly how to tell if someone is a scroll or not. And then Hank well, he Kim, could be a scroll. No, he's not a scroll. But Hank okay. Kim, who's beside him, is. Oh, fuck off. Okay. And he shoots him with a gun that, like, uh, fucking relaxes all his molecules. So because he's a stretchy man, he just fucking explodes <laughs> around the room. <laughs> and then, then what happens is there's, okay, there's a place in the comics called the Savage Land. It's okay. in the Arctic Circle and dinosaurs exist there. Of course they uh, do. So a, a ship lands there and a bunch of heroes go. And they they'll just go and they're going to check it out. And out of the ship walks a bunch of superheroes in old versions of their costumes. The time from when they were captured. What? Okay. And so they all... It's mainly for the reader, so you can kind of tell who's a scroll or not. Mm. Um, but they basically, they all come out. The fight escalates to New York. Um, Black Widow has an amazing moment where she's just like... My plan, I'm going to shoot anyone on site. If they bleed red, they're a human. We'll fix them up. If they bleed green, they're a scroll, and I'll shoot them again. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Gee, that sounds so cool. It's so cool. And that's why I think Captain America's going to show up. Ah. I, I think in that movie, that a spaceship is going to land, and out of it is going to walk Steve Rogers. But is he a scroll or is he Steve Rogers? That's the thing. I think he's going to be a scroll Because I think if you want to have Captain America come back and use that as like a marketing opportunity or whatever, then you can't take away from the fact that there's a new Captain America at the minute. No. And so the best way to do that is that it's not Captain America. It just looks like him. And you think, do you think the government would be like, this is Steve Rogers, he's back. Oh, I think he's going to be welcomed with open arms. Yes. Um, and, I also and think... And then, like, Sam is like, he's not even real. That's, and they're like, shut up, Sam. Sam <laughs> what do you bet. know? And that's it. And, like, Bucky would instantly know that he's not real. Like, he's that he's fake. Um, there, I think Sharon Carter, I think she's on the cards to be a scroll. I'm looking okay. at every Marvel character that exists right now, and I'm trying to guess who's a scroll already. Fuck! Do you think they'd go that deep, though? Like, do we you think watched the whole be... Spider-Man movie, yeah. where Nick Fury was a scroll the whole time. That is true, but do you think that they would start picking off serious characters? Like, do you not think they would go surface level? They might pick off Sharon Carter, and okay, cool. But mm. once they start getting into actual proper, oh shit, Captain America's back, or Steve was always a scroll, or Sam is a scroll. Like, you could go real balls deep in this. You really could. I Like, it is tough because movies are different because it's harder to, like, retroactively change that stuff. Um, and, like, you don't want, I don't know, fucking uh, Scarlett Johansson to show up as Black Widow as a scroll. And, like, all of that character development that she had over ten films that all happened to a scroll. You don't want that. <laughs> No, I think that'd be great. <laughs> but conversely, you could have her pop up as a scroll and be like, I'm back from the dead. Yes. And like, you know, those characters that were dead or written out, they can crop up and they might be scrolls again. Um, I mean, I, I feel like this begs the question, though, that a few months ago, we there were rumours that Kevin Feige was having conversations with Sodi about bringing Spider-Woman into the MCU. Mm. Now, what this has happened is that now there are rumours saying that there could be Amelia Clark playing Jessica Drew, who is Spider-Woman, in this film. This might... Oh, can I spoil something? Oh, no. Okay. Can I spoil something for the Secret Invasion storyline from the comics? Uh, yes, because that is not canon. Technically Jessica- a movie. Jessica Drew is the Skrull princess. 
Okay, right. Well, we have solved what is happening. So, look, it's possible. Imagine they brought over. That could be a way around it, because Sony's like, we're not giving you Spider-Woman. Well, she's not technically Spider-Woman. She could be anyone, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I like, kind of like, it's like a lie on the same level as, oh, it's Mysterio from another universe. It's that kind of thing where it's like, no, you're telling a lie, but it works. It matches up with the so character. Do you think Amelia Clark could be playing Jessica Drew then? I think I think I think it's possible. Um, I think you. Who's wouldn't... another high pa- like? Who's one of the main characters that she could be then that we haven't seen yet? See, that's the thing. Is like there are people in the comics who like just flat out aren't in the movies. Um, there is, there's a whole thing about Wasp in the story um, okay. that they were trying to write out Wasp in a creative way um, and so she kind of she tries to use the giant um, version of the Pym Particle um, and basically she explodes uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting that's a good interesting way to go <laughs> yeah I don't know if they'll do like that um, ver- like that version of events in the movie but like she could just be you know unnamed Skrull soldier but I don't think you get Amelia Clark for that no I-, I think if you're bringing her in you get her to play Spider-Woman but this only hinges upon the fact Sony agreeing to give Marvel Spider-Woman because Sony owned that right and there was also the fact that Olivia Wilde was brought in a few months ago to direct um, a female-led Spider-Man film. Now, that could be Spider-Gwen, or it could be Spider-Woman, and we don't know. But it's all up in the air right now that we know Olivia Colman, or not Olivia Colman, Jesus, Amelia <laughs> Clark has been brought in. Maybe Olivia Colman will be brought in as well. We don't know. Yeah, but it's possible. Uh, Amelia Clark was brought in, and they're like, fuck, she's a big actress. Who's a very big character in the Secret Invasion that she could play? Yeah, and look, I think it will be Jessica Drew. Uh, there are other, like, Electra is the first person killed who's revealed to be a scroll. So it, you could go that way. If you got Jennifer Garner back, that would actually be hilarious. Oh, and, it was, and so that's why they were fighting at a seesaw. Two scrolls. <laughs> Two scrolls. Um, and that also, it sets the stage for Norman Osborn to become leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, because he kind of engineers events where it looks like he saved the day. Um, of course he does. Classic Norman. Yeah. Classic Norman. So depending on how the MCU goes over the next few Spider-Man films, that could be a way to go about it. Who's Norman Osborn? And do we have a Norman Osborn? We don't have one yet. That's the oh, thing. Oh yeah, we don't have one. I was just trying to, I was like, am I forgetting someone who's playing? We don't have one yet. No. Um, Amelia Clark. Amelia, you could, you could, you, you could. could twist it on a head. She has range. She has range. She can, she can play subtle uh, drift towards insanity. She can do that no bother at all <laughs> over the course of a single episode. <laughs> hey, now let's not be mean to her. She's she was not very her fault. Good. Not she her was, fault. She was good for eight seasons. It can't be her fault if something goes wrong. No, she is not the weak link in that. <laughs> David Benioff. <laughs> Why have we got hard? Because we have got hard on David Benioff because we recently did a, a Patreon review of the oh. Wolverine. Of oh, sorry, not Wolverine, the Wolverine Origins. The Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, pretty good. <laughs> which Wolverine Origins, uh, X Men Origins, Wolverine, which has all of our favourite moments from Deadpool and Hugh Jackman, but also was written by David Benioff, and we spent several minutes of the review saying this makes sense because it falls apart in the last twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he has a track record. I don't know why we all thought so much of Game of Thrones for as long as we did. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, Amelia Clark will be joining the Secret Invasion. I showed a, uh, an idea that I knew nothing about, so I'm really just I'm fascinated now that you've kind of given me a bit of a insight of what the story was, and I think mm. this could be massive if they if they they could go all out for this. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's a TV show as well. Like, they don't have to fit this into like two hours or three hours of a movie they can draw this out and have it be a really suspenseful thing i'm really excited for it yeah um so i think that's it for this week's movie monday sean what a week sorry if i just went on about mad events in marvel comics towards i the think end there. you're at your best when you seem smart it's not oh, often well 
I'm not often at my best, that's true. Uh, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Big thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. Thank you also has to go to our patrons over on Patreon, um, especially these beautiful names right here. So thank you to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth, LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe RateMyHemsworth.com, Click Rate, Click Luke, Refresh, Repeat, Never Give Up, Hickok Didn't, Bernie, Raymond, Just a Small Town Girl, <laughs> Living in a Lonely World, Ging, uh, <laughs> Roisin, Founder and CEO of Crumb de Lard, a luxurious bubble bath and moisturiser designed to relax mm. even the most stressed out pastry. Whether you're a croissant, donut or even a pecan plat, we have something for you, Hallie. <laughs> That is a niche reference to one story from Weird News last week. And look, we love it. More of that, please. Uh, thank you also to Ryan, Satron Paint, Evanson, Sean Bone, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fly on Helm, fry, fry on Helmroos. Oh, fly on? Maureen fly does on. not have the fly on, I'll tell you that now. She has Those. a few sausages on. So a few a few swages. Excellent. <laughs> and and little Dicky, Jackman stubs his toe and yells cunt McGrew. <laughs> That's also a niche reference to last movie Mondays. <laughs> or is that Patreon? The Yeah, look, head over to Patreon, change your name to whatever you want. Um that was I think that a reference to me talking about real steel for forty five minutes. Oh it is, yes. No it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, head on over there. I've talked uh, about too much Hugh Jackman this week. We're two huge and jacked men. That's true. Yes. Uh, so uh, head on over there. There's also a merch shop down below. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook. Go to Detective Devilman's discussion group to chat about things. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or email any questions or queries to Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook dot com. Actually, if people want to go to like the Facebook or Twitter or anything and tell me who they think is a scroll. Uh, I would be very oh. interested to hear your thoughts. Oh, um, everyone. Everyone. But are we mil- scrolls? I, you are, anyway. I know that much for sure. <laughs> well, that's a given. I was just asking in general, are you? But other than that, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I so, I have been cut it all. I've been Sean Meehan. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.